Hey everybody, Dr. Dimer Jones here, physical therapist and fitness coach, and I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. As every episode, we try to bring you high-impact content that is very valuable to your knowledge and to help push fitness, health, and wellness forward. So um, tune into the episode, let me know what you think afterwards, and if you want to check out any other content, head over to www highimpactpt.com slash podcast. Again, www.highimpactpt.com slash podcast and check out even more podcasts from there. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones, physical therapist and fitness coach. And today I have a uh, fellow lifter and future DC student. And for those that don't know, doctor of chiropractic students. So my first technically chiropractic student, um, uh, our chiropractor on here. And then we'll actually talk about, you know, her journey into eye lifting and why she decided to go the chiropractic route. We have Jocelyn underscore BK. I asked her what her last name was. She explained it. I said, nope, I'm just calling you BK. Thank you for coming on to the episode. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank yes. you. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, um, we, we obviously connected through Instagram like I do with most of my people and I become enamored with their page. I watch all their stuff. And then finally, I work up the courage to ask them to come on to the podcast. And although we have some scheduling conflicts, we finally made it onto the episode. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, you know, tell those that don't know your back, uh, your, your backstory a little bit about that. Why did you get into Ollie lifting, um, your journey with that? And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the chiropractic route as well. So I got into Olympic weightlifting solely about a year and a half ago. Um, my entire journey started when I did CrossFit. My boyfriend at the time, we kind of had a bet I was very anti-CrossFit and I was, I have my bachelor's in exercise science. So I was doing those classes and I'm like, oh, CrossFit's stupid. You hurt yourself. No one knows what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I bet you 20 bucks you'll go to a class and you'll fall in love. And I'm like, bet, let's go. Cause you know, I'm just a very competitive person. And so I go, I do the class, ended up loving it, did it on and off for five years. And I'm a very tall individual. I'm six foot one and I'm just not a fan of cardio. I'm not good at running. Like my, I have problems with my knees and things like that. And so all of the cardio aspect of CrossFit, like it weighed me down. Like I was really good at lifting, like all the barbell work, but like when I had to run or like I had to row or do any gymnastics, like it just like plummeted my activity. (laughs) And so then my friend's like, Oh, you know, you can just lift, right? Like that's totally a thing. And I was just like, what? No, really? So, um, yeah. So then my friend hooked me up with my coach now, who is Danny Camargo. And I have absolutely like fallen in love. Like it's so much fun. Don't have to run. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that sentiment. Uh, I am one who actually chooses the barbell over running all the time. Uh, there's never been a time I'm like, let's run, let's put a running wad in there. But uh, I, I tried to just the Ollie thing for like three months and I just got so bored personally. I was just like, 
I like the wads. I like kind of working up to a screen. I kind of like looking at stuff and kind of having it be programmed that way. So I actually went the opposite way where I was training more on the alley side just specifically and then was like, man, I want wads. I want to run. I, I, I want to move a little bit. So um, it's, it's funny that we're on this call now to kind of see that dichotomy between our two stories. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, tell us, tell, 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 tell us about that lifting journey. Has has it been successful for you? Have you competed in any meets, or you know, what's the game plan with that? So, I mean, there is no definitive plan to compete in any near future. I don't really do it for that. I just okay. do it for fun. Um, I do have arthritis in my knees, and I have a lot of tracking issues because I had osteochondritis disicans when I was younger due to Irish step dancing. And so I don't actually have any cartilage in my knee. Mm -hmm. And so my tracking issues are off. And so just the idea of training hard to compete kind of worries me a little bit, mm -hmm. but that's also just kind of like a mental thing that I would need to push through just to do it. Um, but yeah, I just do it for fun. See if I can get stronger. Plus it's always fun when you meet people and they're like, Oh my God, how much do you lift? And I'm like, I lift this much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, yeah. Again, I, you know, I went back, especially prepping for this and, and, and just to nerd out, just to kind of look at your journey. And like, I mean, you, you made huge gains technique wise and just lifting wise in the last like year or so. So I definitely think one day um, you, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely be able to pull out there and compete whenever you want to. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. So I know this is this is going to completely different route than what we talked about before, but I do want to talk about some of the you know arthritis, like you said, and, uh, and, and 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 some of the things that you think is holding you back from lifting. That I think that we can actually just kind of just just kind of address for everybody and talk about exactly why um, it may not be the case and and why like I think that you do you actually can live your dream to be uh, on on the Olympic stage here here sooner than rather than later, right? Anyways. So, uh, you know, obviously with terms like, you know, arthritis and, and, and different medical jargon terms that we oftentimes hear, it doesn't actually tell the, the bulk of the story, right? Um, I know that what I see with dealing with a lot of athletes, they tell me, I got this, I have that, I have that. And then we, we kind of like break down exactly what that means. And like you said, at the back end, like it's probably more of mental than actual physical because lifting, seeing, seeing the fact that you lift the weight that you lift, I think the arthritis probably has little to do with with that kind of stuff, and 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 more or less on like the mental aspect of it. Um, so it's it's always kind of cool to to kind of see how how like medical terms kind of affect our overall uh, you know processes when it comes to stuff. Because because again, I do think that you can be a pretty darn good athlete if uh, like if you ever wanted to commit to that. So that you say what? I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, I've had arthritis in my knees since fifth grade, I think. Like, since a very young, young age. Like, mm -hmm. juvenile arthritis and then regular arthritis. Like, you can see it on the x-rays and it's totally fine. Right. I accept it. But I've also come such a far way with lifting. So, I yeah. know it's mental. Right, yeah. Like, even three years ago, my back squat, I could only back squat like a hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. Like that was it. Like I, it would cause excruciating pain in my knees and that was just it. Like I couldn't do anything else and it was, I accepted it. And then 
I got with the right people and they were helping me and like helping build muscles around the knee and things mm. like that and helping me with technique. And now I can happily say my back squat is almost triple <laughs> what it was before. So yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 that you you brought up a really great point. Like, you know, like sometimes we get so caught up in the actual term and then over time what you like a uh, kind of what you said, like your you like your images probably didn't change. But just the mindset of it changed, just kind of like taking that story and saying, hey, look, you know, I'm going to like I need to not only back squat because my sport, but, you know, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting better at this. And like I think that the effects, you know, both, you know, both physical and on the mental side of being, you know, being arthritic juvenile. And like you said, uh, the, the I forget, don't even have to say the term anymore. OCD, or not OCD, but yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, definitely. That's what they call it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. I have. I, I don't even say term medical terms anymore because <laughs> I don't even try to say them anymore. Like back in school, I was spitting them out, but now it's just like I talk to so many people that it's just like I don't even use medical terms. Not even with other colleagues. But yeah, that right there. Um, you know, seeing that you know affecting you so young, and then now you're in this sport. Now all of a sudden you're moving, and like you know this term that we like to deep progressive loading and. Now, all of a sudden, the effects of that being uh, on, like, your body has has decreased. And now you're, like you said, you're tripling your squats. You are obviously getting better at all your lifts, which is huge. And I, and I think that's super important to kind of um, touch touch on a lot. So, yeah, it's, it's not touched on enough, I believe. So I won't take time out to do that. Yeah, I mean, I am huge into form and technique and mm -hmm. I know mine's not the best but I also know that mine has gotten so much better over the past year and a half like being completely honest two years ago my form was trash with my <laughs> lips like I look back and I was just like wow why yeah. did anyone allow me to do that and record it like what yeah no it's a... and so um, because of my knee issues, I've always been scared to like squat clean and squat snatch. Like just the thought of it makes me so nervous, which is again, just a complete mental thing. And that's something that I've been working on. And I've realized that since I've only been powering everything, like my rhomboids and like my upper back and my stability is also now trash. <laughs> and so I've been working so Be hard. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I, I'm very proud of how far I've come. Good, good, good. Wrong. I'm very proud. Like, I scream it from the rooftop sometimes. Like, yeah. like from not being able to even power snatch. Mm -hmm. Like, now I can semi-squat snatch 25 kilos. Like, <laughs> I'm slowly getting there. Like, one day it will happen, I'm sure. Okay. Cool. And like, again, it touched down on like a huge point. Like, like you, you, you like took a step back and I don't know if it's something that you and your coach talk about, but like, it's something that I also time talk about my athlete too. Like, it's not dichotomous. It's, it's not all of a sudden like, Hey, you go from doing no squat snatches to all of a sudden I want you squat snatching within like two weeks. Right. Like you said, you're slowly but surely right. getting yourself to, you know, trust yourself on like the mental and physical side to, to get down in, you know, who knows, like, you know, I tell them too, Hey, like if you're going to just power snatch, be the best power snatch person in the gym and then slowly start to work yourself to that mm -hmm. squat snatch. Right. You know, like, Hey, you're like, coach, I can't, you know, back squat my normal. Okay. You become the best quarter squatter in the gym mm -hmm. until like, until like your knee, your back, your hip, whatever kind of calm yeah. down the symptoms or like, or like you find out, just trust yourself. And then all of a sudden you, you, you push yourself again to parallel to below parallel in your case, you know, power squat, you know, 
somewhat power stance. It looks like mm-hmm. quarter, you know, probably halfway, and all of a sudden to becoming a full-blown squat snatch. And, and who says, you know, who's right or wrong? Like, you know, Kendrick Ferris, we both know who he is. I don't know what he does when he does his his jerk, but it looks like nobody else is in the world, right? Uh, <laughs> CJ Cummings' internal rotation, like, it looks more like the um, – like another country's internal rotation. I tell my athletes all times, so you know, you know, elbows forward or you know, are on pitch forward when it comes to uh, that. And again, mm-hmm. it, it's his mechanical advantage. He trains in that way. So if you never become a squat snatcher, snatcher, who cares? Who cares? You just become the best power snatcher in, in like in like your weight class, and you kick butt. So, anyways, it uh, really brings up a good point that I just want to nerd up, uh, nerd, you know, nerd about a little bit. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, you know, t- uh, taking a step back from ollie lifting, I think we could talk about that for 45 to 50 minutes, probably 45, 50 years. Um, you know, obviously, like I said on the intro, you're, you're, you are going to Dr. Chiropractic School. First off, congratulations. I think um, anytime we could put another doctor out there in the world uh, in order who, who lifts um, is huge because you're not telling people not to do it because you obviously do it. Um, it's huge because we know the number one, I believe the number one killer of people is inactivity. I mean, we say you know, mm-hmm. diabetes and, and what cardiovascular disease, but both of those could probably be prevented if people would move, uh, which is the irony. So I think the number one killer is inactivity. So um, talk about your journey with that, obviously going back to undergrad and then like, why did you choose Dr. Chiropractic? And then, you know, what are some philosophies that you're going to just like, you just like, I know going into PT school, I was just going to bust it down and everyone lifts and everyone do this thing. And, you know, what is your mantra going into chiropractic school? So starting from the very beginning, I've been around chiropractic care since birth. So my mom actually worked in a chiropractic office doing insurance for 30 years. And so, yeah, so longer than I've been born, I'm only 25. And so when I was born and like, we'd have days off from school or anything like that, we would just go to the office and we'd get adjusted and we just hang out. And so, you know, you're small, you're little, you touch everything, you read everything, like you and digest all of this information that you don't even realize that you're learning. And I always thought it was really cool, especially because it wasn't uh, a manual manipulation clinic. It was mostly activator based. And so that's what my main idea of chiropractic was, was this activator method, which is a pressure gun if people don't know what the activator is. And so instead of using your hands to manipulate the vertebra, you use the pressure gun and so it's less scary yeah gotcha basically um and so i've been getting adjusted since i've been a wee little child <laughs> and i've loved it it's helped me so much with like my growth spurts and my growing pains and my knee issues and headaches because i suffer from chronic headaches and i've just always appreciated how much chiropractic can help you without like pain pills or like without any other type of pills and like one adjustment can make you feel like you're on top of the world yeah basically and so I went through high school and went through college and then for my internship I actually worked at that same office that my mom worked at and I was working as a CA a chiropractic assistant right because I was like hey I've been around it my entire life let me actually see like the behind the scenes kind of thing and see if I like it 
because I've always been interested in it. And I was thinking about OT. I was thinking about PT. I was just like, I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> and so I did my internship and it was crazy amazing. Um, I was in the room with the doctor when he was doing the manipulations. Um, he was explaining things to me and I just thought it was so cool how if you look at a leg length and you move the leg a certain way, you can tell which vertebra is shifted and out of place and out of line and how you would fix it. I was just like mind blown. I was just like, this is amazing. I want to do this. And so I graduated from college. I moved to Florida, wanted to like take a break. And I was just like, Hey, let's uproot my life. Cause I'm only 23 years old and why not? Mm-hmm. So then I started working in a chiropractic office down there. I made some really good friends, um, the doctors that were there. And they actually pushed me to apply because I was kind of procrastinating. I was just like, I'll do it in a few years. I'll do it in a few years. Let me get some work experience. And then like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, no, you got to do it right now. Right, you're right. already asking so many questions. Like you're already learning so much. Just go to school and do it. Right, right. So that led me to applying and actually getting in. Because well, I was just like, yeah, I know I want to do this. But I was like nervous. I was like, am I going to get in? Are they going <laughs> to accept me? Yeah. Ah! Right. Oh, yeah, no, I, it definitely can be nerve wracking, you know, and, and, and it's crazy because like I talk to so many like pre-PT students um, and, because that's kind of the round that I hang out in. And like just the fear of being like denied, like you said, it it like caused some people not to apply, right? I mean, so many people have so many questions. It's like, look, just, I mean, basically just shoot your shot. And then like, if you're like, like the worst thing that happens, like you don't get in your first cycle. Okay, whatever. Um, you know, one, one of my professors used to say she wanted everyone to not get in their first cycle because it built character. Uh, I told her that that wasn't going to happen on my end. <laughs> I said, I'm definitely getting in my first cycle. But, you know, I, I, I do think kind of that, that, that over analysis of, you know, if, like, am I, like, am I not going to get in? Like, am I not going to get accepted? Uh, it's huge. So I definitely commend you for pulling the trigger, although it seemed like you, you had some hesitation. But, you know, again, you're in school and uh, you're getting ready to start. And, and that's pretty exciting. Yes, I'm very, very excited to start. Yeah. And also, a little bit nervous because I have six lectures and four labs, but it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, what program is that? It's, um, it's the, it's just like the doctorate program. So it's yes. the first trimester. No, no, I'm talking about like the, the overall school name. I'm sorry. Oh, the school. It's New York Chiropractic College. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I wanted you to plug that. <laughs> yeah, I basically tried to throw your alley-oop, although my alley-oop missed, but it's, it's cool, though. So, yeah, so what is going to be your training schedule? I hear so many different theories. I know how I train during grad school. What, are, what is going to be your training schedule? What's going to be your training goal? Because, you know, as much as you love chiropractic, it looks like you love eye lifting as much. So you got to make sure you stick with your guns. Yes, and I'm also very fortunate because the gym on campus has platforms and competition plates, and we're allowed to do Olympic lifts, so thankfully I won't have to pay for, like, another gym membership or, like, go to a CrossFit and have to deal with all that. Um, I mean, right now, currently, I'm programmed four days a week, so... In the programming usually takes me about like two hours. 
Um, and classes are going to be Monday to Friday, like eight to five. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, I mean, I have, I know I'm going to be doing it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I just need to find one day where I'm not completely overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah no. Spends two hours at the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, and, 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 and see what my, my biggest thing, because I was spending around that much time in the gym for grad school. So I needed to adjust and I need to look at what, like with, with some people in an episode I just put out recently called training economy, where can I cut out some of the fluff with my training goals? And, and, and I know that we all think we need everything in those two hours. Like I was like, I needed to come in. I needed the foam roll for 15 minutes. I need all, all kind of stuff. And kind of what the research shows that I didn't need to do a lot of that stuff. Like basically I just started getting my heart rate up you know, hitting the yeah. training, like, like hitting whatever lift it was going to be a few times at like a, a lower level or lower volume. And then just kind of getting into it. And, uh, and then once I kind of found a gym that I could do CrossFit in, that's kind of where my, my training goes. So, I mean, don't, you know, like definitely don't fear to, to play around with some of your training economy a little bit to where you like, you can hit the gym multiple times during the quote unquote work week. It's just not as those two hours. And like, I won't, you know, I won't, go into or like preach to the choir when it comes to that it's just something to definitely think about and it's something I really appreciate figuring out on my own um during during grad school where it was like man I need those two hours and then it was like crap only an hour and a half then it was like yes I finally got it down to an hour uh and I spent an hour in the gym and then left the gym and it felt pretty good and somehow maintained somewhat the same weight and you know got a little stronger during grad school and now I'm out and I get to work and live in the gym so it's, it's pretty pretty damn fun so yeah and I also am really proud of like my mindset because because I'm just training for fun and yeah. just to see what happens yeah. if I can't get in the gym or if I can only do half my workout I'm totally okay with that <laughs> or if like I'm having an off day I'm just like meh whatever <laughs> let's see what happens tomorrow Oh, because I know if I was like in the competition mindset, I'd just be like, no, I have to do this and I have to do this and it has to be perfect. And I have to do this. So I'm just like, nope, let's just see what happens. That's, that's, that's huge. And, and see, to be honest with you, I don't know. Just, I mean, just knowing you for the off, what, 20 minutes to be on this podcast. I don't know if like you'll make that shift. I don't know if like, and like, I don't think it has to be that way. I don't think again, that we are, we are dichotomous like that. I think that you can be happy, go lucky and like, just be like, meh but still really, really enjoying yourself um, competing. Um, and maybe that's something that you might, you know, you, you might, you might want to consider, but now I don't think that you'll have that charismatic shift. Like I, I know plenty of people, um, Chucky come to mind, Maddie Rogers come to mind, who, who seems to be having the utmost fun and just saying, be like, nah, didn't have it in the gym today. So, um, I mean, that'd be awesome if we can get more lifters and more competitors on that. Nah, like, Hey, I didn't eat the right kind of stuff today. Oh, well, <laughs> so here's the lift uh hey you know i didn't do, hit the five by five at 85 percent i only hit three by five and at 80 percent and now you know i suck for the other you know for those three so i'm gonna go down a volume and, and do whatever or hey look you know on, on on like the health side like you know the fields that me and you go into you know i tell my athletes all the time like hey look if it's if it's painful or if you're not feeling it you know don't feel like you gotta hurt yourself in the gym you know go in there right. and your volume and, and rock it out right <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I I don't think it has to be either or. So I think you'd be the the happiest competitor out there. I I would love to know you. <laughs> like hey look this look at this athlete that I could put on a pedestal. But look she's having fun. She's in DC school and she's kicking people asses at competitions. Like that would be, <laughs> that would be great to, to kind of have that full circle go around. 
<laughs> and, and uh, you know, as as promised, right? You know, we we talked about have you definitely for sure on the podcast again after you graduate DC school, then and kind of see where your mindset shift. Um, obviously, you've been you you would have done uh, some pretty damn cool stuff when it comes to lifting. So definitely getting you back on and talk about that a little bit. So see if your mindset changes. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see the before and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The before, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, like you have gray hairs and like, yep. <laughs> you have gray hairs and like you got wrinkles. And no, I'm kidding. Uh, now, grass. <laughs> I mean, grass school can be fun, man. It, it like it really. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Um, for those that are going to PT school or DC school or any kind of higher education, it 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 can absolutely be fun. I worked during it. I I worked out during it. Um, I. I uh, had a, a tremendous amount of fun. I probably took more vacations, quote unquote, uh, during grad school than I ever did in undergrad. I, I was working 40 hours a week and just trying to get there. Um, so, I mean, it could definitely be something that's super fun. It doesn't have to be stressful. Um, you know, as long as you pass your exams and know what you're talking about, I mean, it, it, it can absolutely be fun. I, I know some of my class thinks who may not be listening, they're like, dude, what are you talking about? Our school was stressful. It's like, I, I, I had fun. I had fun. I, like, I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know fun. about you. <laughs> I went on vacations. I, um, I went on vacations. I worked. Um, I was trying to compete at some, some, some local events. I was doing all kinds of stuff. So um, it was fun. And I, and, I, and I think that built a lot of, uh, a lot of character in me but more importantly i think that it showed uh, a few other people like you can enjoy this process so um yeah 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 it sh- sh- uh, should be fun should be fun yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it yeah no for sure so um what well, what's what's on the docket for for next month i know some people like a lot of people revamp their their training um obviously like you said you you're going into to chiropractic school but what's what like what's your your training goals for the next year is it to get bigger is it to, to get stronger is it to uh you know get that squat snatch finally by the end of the year like what like like what like what's, what's, what's your training goal I, I, I like to hear that about that a little bit um i think mainly i think a fun goal would be to get very determined and be able to do a solid squat snatch at like let's say 35 kilos something easy yeah um but other than that i think my goals for 2019 are just to try to stick with four days a week and like do my best to actually give myself that time to like decompress because like a lot of people the gym is my place to not think about my life and my stressors mm-hmm. So just to be able to get in the gym to do anything at least four days a week consistently throughout the year, I think that's really just my main goal for that. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm. It's funny. I'm actually doing this podcast in the gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> I live in the gym. Like I both work here. I work out here, and then I, 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 um, I treat people here and, and everything. So I try to be as in the gym as much because, like you said, it is a lot of people's sanctuary. Um, and, and, and it's a lot of people, you know, just step away from it, um, and, and, and just kind of get there. So we can't, um, I'll be remiss not to talk a little bit about nutrition. I am not, I am by, by no means am I weighing my food by no means am I doing a lot of the stuff that uh, those competitors are doing. Um, but like, are like, are like 
you following a nutrition plan? Is like, what's the what's the plan with that? Or is it just kind of like, ah, whatever? Like, which I mean, that's kind of how my diet goes. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> so it used to kind of just be like, I'll eat when I'm hungry. Yeah, I'll eat what I'm craving. Um, I do have food allergies, so I have to be careful. Oh, cool. Um, but for the past year two years i think almost two years mm -hmm. i've been following macro stacks gotcha. which is a macro generating company um it's used mostly in like the crossfit world yep um it's kind of comparable to rp yep a little bit um i love it because i am awful with timing <laughs> like you tell me I have to eat two hours before I go to the gym, but I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes it's just a last-minute decision, and what if I haven't eaten the two hours before, and then I get all stressed out. And At least with, like, macro stacks, it's like, you just need to eat and hit your macros by the end of the day, and That's then it's it. totally fine. That's and it. so I've been doing well with that. Um, I kind of flip-flop between, like, the cutting and then the maintaining and – all that my own thing. <laughs> all that no i yeah no i i completely agree with you like i tried blocks for a while that was way too confusing i still don't know how to do it i hope no one ever asked me about how to do blocks um the macro thing has probably been the easiest for me and then mm -hmm. I, i've been like on the 80 20 kind of kick for a while now where it's just like i know how many meals i eat in a week 80% of the time, they look like this, which is probably more or less like the vegetables, the meats, the, the lean stuff, the quote-unquote healthy stuff that's like we would call it. Mm -hmm. And then 20% just goes to chance. Like, so I ate up all my 20% yesterday. Like, I just ate like trash uh, yesterday. But, uh, well, I guess in this case, Christmas for a lot of people who yeah. do podcasts. Um, I ate like trash on Christmas. And then now I have nothing but the 80%. <laughs> And like, I've been from, but you know, just you know, I, 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 I like to have that nutrition talk because so many people try to stick to one thing and it never works out for them, or you know, and it's like find what you can stick to, man. And this is literally what I've been able to stick to because you know, I did the calorie counting thing or the macro counting, and it was like by the end of the day, I'm like, crap, I missed this meal, I did this, so I was like spending like two hours trying to remember my food. I was like, ah, nah, <laughs> nah, yeah, uh, yeah, nah. So uh, I, mean, I give total props to people that can like stick with RP and like yeah. stick with those strict oh. timing things. Cause yeah. me, I'm my ADHD. I'm just like a squirrel. I'm just like, yeah. I can't, I, <laughs> nope, sorry. Yeah. Three, three, three years ago, actually ironically before grad school, I probably would have been able to do it. Um, but now that my schedule is such in flux, like I had a patient today, um, like we talked about and um, our eval was only supposed to be for like 30 minutes ended up being an hour and a half basically so those kind of <laughs> for those that out there that, that do this cash pt or cash anything they're like dude what are you doing you're giving away money but you know like i really need to have that conversation so like i'm kind of like right. that where it's like if i was on that eating schedule it was like well i gotta eat here so it's it was kind of mm -hmm. tough it's, it's kind of tough for me it's like hey look i just gotta eat like you know yeah as much training as you and i do and a lot of people that listen to this podcast do uh you just got to eat. You just had the macros to at least mm -hmm. go about the because I mean, we're burning probably two two stacks already just sitting here talking. I, well, I guess not talking, but living. But we also had to yeah. burn calories during during our training sessions. Afterwards, like it takes, you know, we got to just eat. So um, that's that. That's basically what that boils down to. So yeah, I mean, I'm always 
I always love having the, the nutrition talk. And I do know people in, in uh, one particular athlete that I work out with all the time, she sticks to RP like it is nobody's business. Like, <laughs> it's magnificent. She tried to give me a macros when she was on that, and I was like, that's way over my head. When she started RP, she doesn't miss a meal. And she, she puts it all on social media. And it's not like, no, like, hey, look at me type of thing. It's almost like, look, like, I'm sticking to it. And she sticks mm-hmm. to it all the time. Like, kudos to you. Um, Erica, by the way, I'm just going to call her out. She's not going to listen to this podcast. So I'll just call her out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so cool. So let's talk about, um, let's, 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 let's go back to Ollie Lifting. I asked you before we got on here, um, like, some of the, like, you're like, you're like uh, you follow the circuit. So I want to ask you, like, who do you follow? Um, you know, who's kind of inspire you? Do you, like, do you have any, uh, you know, women crushes or man crushes like I do? I love CJ. Uh, he was like, he's basically my brother. I don't know. He never met me. I never met him. I never saw him lift in person. The CJ Cummings is like my little brother. Um, he's, he's, he is a little brother I wish I had. My little brother, he's tall. He's lanky. He has no business doing ollie lifting. So me and CJ <laughs> are kind of like that. You know what I mean? So uh, him, mm-hmm. like I said, Kendrick Ferris and Chucky and Maddie Rogers are all mine. Um, so tell me some of yours and, and like what are some inspiration that like you pull from them? Um, well, I'd have to say Maddie definitely has the work ethic and the dedication that I definitely aspire to. And it was great being able to train in the same facility as her. Um, (laughs) Which I did not know that, by the way. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was great being able to just observe her dedication and how intricate she is with writing everything down and recording everything and going over everything and watching the technique and like the different pulls and where she could be doing better and what she needs to work on and she, how long she's there. Like she is definitely very dedicated. Um, and I admire that wholeheartedly. I think that's awesome because she's doing exactly what she wants to do and she knows how to get there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, another person I really look up to is Sarah Robles. She's okay. um, a lifter in the plus category. Went to the Olympics. Medal. Like, she... I love her attitude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I follow yeah, yeah. her on Instagram, and it's just... I love it. Like, she seems like a fantastic person, which also helps. Um, so it just makes her so much more relatable. And me also being in the plus category, I'm just like, hey, we would compete in the same category. And that would actually be really funny. Yeah. Be like, because you could probably snatch like quadruple what I can snatch. (laughs) And then it inspires me to lift more. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And she got a, I I actually just looked her up. She got a lot of she got a lot of followers, and I mean, she seems to be a, a really great athlete and has a wonderful personality. I love the photo she has here where she's like looking at the bear. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's good. So, shout out to Sarah Robles for sure. So, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Anybody else? Those are like the top two that come to yeah. mind yeah. at the moment. For sure. And uh, yeah, I always think it's, it's, it's really awesome when you can see yourself. Um, figuratively and literally at like, you know, when it comes to athletes, like you said, plus size um, athlete and like you say, hey, we could compete and like I could actually compete in the same category as you and 
uh, that's awesome to pull inspirations from from people that you can be right next to uh, figuratively, like looking at Maddie, and then with Sarah, um, like literally when it comes to um, <clears throat> her uh, and you being in the same competition one day. Who, who knows? Hopefully, right? Hopefully, right? Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, uh, in closing, um, I I definitely want to appreciate uh, say that I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Uh, sorry about scheduling conflicts and, and and all that fun stuff. Um, do you mind just you know plugging some some uh, all of the cool things that you uh, get into um, your social medias? You know any kind of uh, sponsorships or affiliates that you have, so that those that are listening to the podcast can not only follow you but also pick up some of the cool stuff that you like to put into your body and like to wear on you. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram. It is Jocelyn underscore BK. I like to keep things pretty simple. <laughs> um, I am, I do have a affiliate code for FNX or Phoenix um, nutrition or supplements. Um, if you want to use code Wonder Woman, because, you know, I'm an Amazon, it's totally fine. I rock <laughs> it. Um, that gets you 15% off. And if anyone is actually in Orlando, Florida or Daytona, Beast Coast Nutrition, shout out to them. I got all of my meals through them when I was living in Florida. Use friend 20 for 20% off your first order. And then the newest one I have is actually for a company called Love Your Melon. It is a hat scarf company. And what they actually do is they raise money for research for pediatric cancer. And so you can get free shipping with my code which is my Instagram handle at Jocelyn underscore BK. And that's just, I love their stuff. Like their hats are so stylish, so comfortable, so warm, especially being back up North. I definitely need to buy some more, even though I already have like 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. I am allergic to the code. So kudos to you for going all the way up to New York, especially during January. Like that would make me not even what a lift. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. They're like, you're going from Florida to upstate New York in gotcha. January. Why? And I'm like, well, they accepted me in January. What do you expect from me? <laughs> hey, look, like if like if you're letting geographical location influence any decision, that's that's a bad way to go. So I kudos to you for again going up there and definitely living your dream. They accepted you. Why not go? Exactly. Thank yeah. you. It'll be June sometime soon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be June. Just, I, I mean, guess. 2018 passed by so fast. Like, winter's going to fly by. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it, it would be fine. Like, you only have to live in the tundra for, what, for three or four months? Who cares? Yeah, so cool. I can make it through. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, don't worry. You'll be too busy sitting in classes to even worry about the code. It's like, you know, as long as you get there, after that, you'll, 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 you'll heat up and like your brain would definitely be on fire from all the information that you're gathering. Yes. And yeah. I'll still be able to rock my rubber ducky onesie and stay warm. <laughs> Absolutely. One, yeah. Rubber ducky, rubber ducky onesie is, is, is important. So for sure. So uh, thank you uh, again for everyone who listened to this uh, episode of high impact health podcast. Um, all of those codes, um, I'm definitely going to have those in the show notes. Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to see you again once yeah. I graduate. Yeah, for sure. You, you would definitely be back on. The, the, the show would definitely still be rocking, what, th what, three years from now? Four years from now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, three, three. years. A little more than 
it's a little more than three. Yeah, yeah, a little, three a little bit more months. than three. But don't worry, the episodes will still be rocking. So we'll definitely bring you on, and we'll talk eye lifting, chiropractic, healthcare, and and all that fun stuff again. Perfect. All right, ma'am. You you have a good one. You too. All right. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones. It would mean the world to me if you were to hand over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and just leave me a review or a like or a follow or a subscribe, any of those things to help push the podcast forward. Share it out to a friend or two, right? All this will help me to not only be able to deliver the best content, but help get this knowledge out there more and more. And it allows me to do more of these podcasts, right? The more people we have listening, the more we can kind of spread it out there, too. So, again, uh, please like, follow, share um, the podcast, and I appreciate that in advance. Thank you.